Hi, I'm Isa Kwonga. And I'm Ryan Hun. And we co-host Stadio, a football podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. If you like soccer or football, make sure you search for Stadio, a football podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Corlbeck. Sunday of week seven is over. We're going to go through the categories, go through all the vibes of Sunday, but we got to start. Sunday Night Football just ended. Craig, Kenny Pickett just threw two picks to end the game, even though the entire Dolphins secondary seemed like they all got hurt. Uh, how do you feel? I'm bummed, man. I, I'm, I have a cold. I was traveling today. I wanted to come home and relax and watch the Steelers somehow pull out a victory like they did last week. It's tough, man, because I, I want the Steelers to lose every game so they can get a great draft pick. I, I do want that. But then you actually sit down and have to watch each game, yeah. and it gets close at the end, and you want your rookie quarterback to play well, and you end up white-knuckling it for the final 20 minutes of the game. <laughs> um, I don't know. You know, I, I still weirdly – you know, Pickett has like – I think he has like eight interceptions on the season. I think like six of them are yeah, not seven. really seven. I, I I think like five of them are not a huge deal. I think two are like right. classic rookie picks. And the other five are just like that first game, even like a couple were like Hail Marys, a, lot, a couple were tips. I don't know how I feel about Pickett. I, I They don't ask him to do a lot. And he's good at, I mean, he, he's, he's good at fitting in the system. Like he's better than, I mean, he, he can do whatever your average quarterback can in terms of like dropping back, hitting the first read on a little button hook or a little slant or a little out. He's perfectly fine at that. When they ask him to kind of improvise and do a little bit more, sometimes he looks great. He had that beautiful threaded pass to Friermuth down the middle of the field with, with like 60 seconds left in the game. That was amazing. He was also handling like the two minute drill relatively well moving them yeah. down the field. I don't know. I, I came away pretty impressed, honestly. Like I, I look at the stat line, the final stat line, he had three picks. You're right though. The last two were pretty egregiously bad. The second one was really bad when yeah. you didn't see the guy coming across Deontay. And that was a bad pick. This last one in the corner of the end zone, I think it, it, you could see he was like doing a motion after he threw the pick, like, oh, like he thought Deontay was going to do a back shoulder right. thing. I think he I think it was a miscommunication. Yes. In that in my mind, that's what you get those miscommunications when you give these starting reps to Mitchell Trubisky for August. And again, the reason we had that argument for so long was Kenny Pickett wasn't even getting the second. It was, it was Trubisky as the starter, right. Mason Rudolph second and, and uh, Kenny Pickett was working third string. Yeah. That's not just like a abstract thing. It's the, he's not doing the scramble drills with Deontay Johnson. And that's where it pays dividends is you haven't put eight hours just doing that shit in August. And then, yeah, it looks like they're like, oh, I wanted you to be at two yards earlier. So I think he looked good, but also like. I still think he looks better than I thought he was going to look. I still think it's like a net right, positive right, right. on his career so far. I agree with that. When you when you look at some of the, the way that the, some of the second year quarterbacks are playing, uh, you know, I was watching Zach Wilson today. Like he just looks out of sorts at all times, like can't get his feet set, can't throw. They had, I believe, like one or two or three passes beyond five yards from the line of scrimmage. Like to me, when you compare that performance or like, for instance, what Justin Fields has done this year, 
when you compare that with what Pickett did today with those guys and how lost they look, to me, I think that's like, oh, this guy actually could have a chance in the league. Obviously, with the caveat that it's still very early and he's still getting on the same page with his receivers. Like, to me, I don't know. I still look at this as a overall net positive, even though, yes, he did throw three picks and he lost the game in a very, you know, primetime way. So that's not great. And the narratives are probably going to be that he sucks. But I, I don't know. I don't, I'll be honest. I came away like relatively impressed. Maybe the bar's just too low. He's like stopping people from shifting incorrectly. Like he seems like he has somewhat of a command of the offense so far. Anyway, thank you for indulging me on There's this. There's <laughs> too many people shifting incorrectly. But the, the, the point is, is Kenny Pickett good? Is Kenny Pickett bad? We don't know. But that's kind of the theme of the whole NFL right now. We, <laughs> are, are people good? Are teams good? We don't know. So we're going to do a game called Good or Bad? Yeah. We're just going to simplify because so we have no idea what's game. going on. <laughs> just go, yeah. Just d- dudes being stupid. Yeah. Don't overcomplicate things. Good or bad. That's our game. Um, I'm just going to start by reading a list of things that I think are are good after this week. <laughs> you're not any good. Is it just football or anything? Football. You know what? Football is bad, but we're starting with good. But in general, <laughs> football is bad. First up, things that are good. We've, we've been watching football for seven weeks now. We have a solid <laughs> grasp on things. Now uh, is time to actually, you know, say how we feel about everything. Brett Ripien, just as good as Russell Wilson. Brett Ripien is good. Ripping. Ripping, whatever. <laughs> just as good as Russell Wilson. The offense is just as good. They had more first downs today than they did with any game with Russell with Russell Wilson so far. Jerry Judy season. looked good. Jerry Judy had the best game of the season. Brett Ripon is ripping the ball. He seems to have a stronger arm than <laughs> Russell Wilson. He can throw it over the middle of the field, unlike Russell Wilson. I, I think the offense is just as good. What do you guys think? Well, dude, do you remember last year when DK's just whole bit was the Giants can't score touchdowns? Yeah. Yes. And he was just like, I, I, we need to give all this nuanced analysis for my emotions to the Giants. He was like, but they can't score. Dude, the Broncos are worse than the Giants were last year. The Broncos have eight touchdowns in seven games. Like, I looked up this list because I was so fascinated by this. Do you know the teams that have had like eight touchdowns in seven games? We're talking like the Jaguars with Blaine Gabbert in his mm. rookie year. We're talking the Jaguars and Blaine Gabbert's last year. We're talking the Adam Gase Jets, the Jamarcus Russell Raiders were in this range, and then like the Dolphins in 2019, who were literally tanking and got in trouble for tanking. Like those are the teams <laughs> that are in the range of touchdowns that the Broncos have through seven games. I, uh, I've got a friend who's a Broncos fan, and the vibes are atrocious. The Broncos are down atrocious right now. Like it's, uh, there's not a worse team in terms of vibes purely. Of any team in the NFL, they by the way they gave their first pick, the first uh, sorry their first round pick to the Seahawks next year, which would be the sixth pick if the season <laughs> ended right now. So that's not great. That doesn't help anything. It feels NBA esque. I feel like this is just not something that happens in football so much, where a team trades away their pick and we're like, is this going to be like a top five guy? Like you know, like that. I feel like this is not as much of a thing in football. Also, Russell Wilson has a well. I think all all strains are somewhat torn, but he has what is been being described as a torn hamstring. Like he might not even be back next week. We'll see, of course, because of the nano bubbles and all that. Um, and the hyperbaric chamber, nano bubbles, you know, Russell Wilson with his nano bubbles. Um, oh, is that like the water he sold that could, yes. Well, he, he uses one of the four bedrooms in his 20,000 square foot house to have a nano bubble station. <laughs> um, did we ever like get an answer on why he had 12 bathrooms and four bedrooms? We never did. No, that's this one of those things we'll never hear. Uh, the other thing is, I just want to mention this and I think it's just kind of honestly really crazy to think about. I'm pretty sure the Broncos have been booed in every single home game they've played this year. Like, 
We're gonna keep the streak going. Can they? Can the home field boo this team every single week? That they, they boo them till they get as many touchdowns as Russell Wilson has bathrooms. That's the <laughs> it's rule. just it's so, terrible. Okay. Broncos are bad, but Rippin's just as good. Other things that are good. You know what? Every time the Texans. Every time I watch the Texans, I'm like, the Texans aren't that bad. You know how many offenses are just miserable in the NFL? And every time I turn on the Texans game, they're like kind of close, and I'm like, ah. Texans somehow hanging around. Every game they score like 20 points or they're within like seven of the final score. They have better offensive EPA than the Bucs and the Rams. I know they're not good, but they just seem competent. Are the Texans good or are the Texans like going to see a movie that everyone told you was bad? And then you're like, well, it was fine. That's like hype. That's like Pacific (laughs) Rim for you. Everyone was like terrible movie. And you're like, yeah, they didn't mind it. (laughs) I think it's just because Damian Pierce is fun to watch. Maybe. I don't know. They're just like, they can move the ball. They were down like by 20 on the Chargers a few weeks ago. They came back and tied it. They were in the Raiders game for a while. The Texans are just not that bad. Uh, next on the on my list of things that are good. Taylor Heineke. He's good. I think you could make an argument all these things have been bad so no, far. No. <laughs> Is Taylor Heineke good or do you just have Terry McLaurin and you're just mad? No, they're good. They just beat the Packers. Carson Wentz is miserable. No, they're good. And and the Commanders looked like an actual football team today. And I liked Taylor Heineke last year. I, he almost beat the Bucs in the playoffs last year. I like Taylor Heineke. Every, the entire offense had a good day. Brian Robinson, 80 yards. Curtis Samuel, 80 yards. McLaurin, best game of the season. Antonio Gibson, 80 yards and a touchdown. And Heineke's a pit bull out there. I love it. I love Heineke. Irrash- He's the irrational confidence guy. Like he, he looks like a pit bull, literally. They were down fourteen to three today against Aaron Rodgers. And he won. Literally looks. I thought that was super figurative. I like that you're like no, literally. He is a pit bull. Anyway, so that's my that that Taylor Heineke's good. Next up, Daniel Jones is good at fantasy football and real football. This is actually a, this is actually a good take. I think. Yeah, maybe it's really just a, a secret. D- Brian Dayball is good. Take dabs, as I guess Giants fans are calling him. Yes. <laughs> Dabes, I've heard it both ways. Neither of you are on TikTok, but they, there's this one guy whose dad, his kid's dad is like a professional chef or a former pro- professional chef. And his whole TikTok page is he gets like TV dinners or Lunchables or like really cheap food options. And he has mm-hmm. his dad make gourmet meals out of them. And that <laughs> to cool. me is what Brian Dayball is doing with Daniel Jones and the Giants right now. But you know what? They're good. Daniel Jones, QB2 today. QB9 on the season. He ran for over 100 yards. It was amazing. <laughs> Daniel Jones is good. He's the first Giants quarterback with 100 rushing yards since, I believe, uh, 1946. <laughs> he and Barkley both went over 100 yards. So I, that, That's good, though. Just Brian Dable's just making like Michelin star meals with Lunchables. That's actually a really good take. That's there, exactly was one, there was one play in particular where I think it was a it was like a read option or whatever, and I thought he had given the ball to Saquon. Saquon got blown up like behind the line of scrimmage. So I was like, oh, that play didn't go anywhere. Then all of a sudden, Daniel Jones is just running free. It was like the best fake play I've ever seen in my life, like fake handoff or whatever. Um, uh, yeah, he looks really good right now. He's playing confident. And I think like Craig was saying and alluding to here is he's doing it with like a bunch of randos at receiver, right? Like obviously he's got Barkley, which is great. But Darius Slayton, Wandale Robinson, someone called Chris Meyerick. Is that his name? Chris Meyerick? That's a tight end because da- that's a tight end because Daniel Bellinger. First of all, the tight end Daniel Bellinger got hurt. Our right tackle of got hurt. And then the backup left guard, Ben Bredesen, got hurt in this game. Yeah, and I think that all happened in the first half, I think. Maybe one of the guys hit in the third quarter. But they mounted this fourth quarter comeback without those three guys starting, never mind that they're already down three starting receivers. This is crazy. Yeah, Th- This team is just a bunch. And th- the defense is the same thing. It is a collection of people that even people who follow the NFL have never heard of. 
<laughs> and they're just six and one, and they are tied for the most wins in the NFL. I don't think there's ever been a team, and I, this is possible in like the internet era. I don't know if there's ever been a team with the be most amount of wins in the NFL that people could name fewer of the people on the team. <laughs> yeah, in that's, New York. It's crazy. <laughs> it's a team that plays for New York. Uh, yeah. It's nuts. Fabian Moreau is like their freaking incredible cornerback. He was not on the team three weeks ago. Daniel Jones is averaging the second most rushing yards per game at the quarterback position. He's only behind Lamar. Wow. He's averaging more rushing yards really? per game than Jalen Hurts. <laughs> Holy cow. 49. He's averaging 49 rush yards a game. <laughs> I love yeah, this. Yeah, I think Jones, I, I, I think that Jones, it, it certainly feels like the last week we'll ever put Daniel Jones by Matt Ryan in a weekly ranking. I'll put it that way. Okay, I have a couple small little tidbit uh, guys who I think are good, and then you guys can add yours. Tyler Algier, I just think he's good. I watched him a lot today. Tyler Algier's good. I think he's the best runner on the Falcons right now, and I would buy low on him. Whatever. I don't even know if his stock is low technically because he just kind of does the same thing every <laughs> single game. But right. I think Tyler Algier is actually good. We liked him a bit more in the offseason than we did now because Corderell kind of held on to that job. But I think Tyler Algier's good. Yeah, I like that. I like that. He run He's frisky. Last but not least, George Pickens. Dude, yeah, he is actually a top ten receiver in the league. What? He's not good. He's no, great. He's not, no, he's that's great. That's not true. Yes, it is. Top ten. If he just replaced Jamar Chase, <laughs> how different are his stats? Ludicrous. If you just plopped him on the Bengals, he's putting up ninety percent of the stats Jamar Chase's. He will be a top ten receiver by the end of next year. You have to remember that the top five is like Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson. Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams. Like he, he's not close. Tyreek Hill, he's not close to any of those guys. Well, that's like four. He will be top, top 10? 10 at the end of next year. <laughs> top 10? Like, that's keep like, going. Keep, keep going on that it. list. Stefan Diggs? <laughs> okay, keep Kadaris going. Tony. I'll concede on those five. Let's go to the next <laughs> Chris five. Chris Myrick, the Giants. Mike, Mike Evans? Chris Godwin? Yeah, he's, he's just as good as Mike Evans. Oh, my God. Come on. I think it's a bit. T. Higgins? Do we say that already? DK, it's, it's a bit. You don't have to actually name the 10. DK Metcalf? It's, it's really not, though, man. <laughs> that, every time that guy. Amon Ra? I don't know why he doesn't. They need to give him 12 targets a game. Um, anyway, do you guys have any other uh, things that are good? <laughs> Dude, the NFC East. Good. It's 20 wins. NFC East is incredible. Yeah. It's the best division of football by, like, a lot. This is a low-hanging fruit here, but... Uh... Ken Walker, the third. He's very good. Yeah. That's all I got to say. Also, we have not talked about a Glansburg as an entity, but the Jets are good. Yeah. Jets defense <laughs> is good. I yeah. think Zach Wilson is bad, but the Jets are good. Yes. Like the Jets are five and two. Just going to throw that out there. I mean, this is the best New York year in I don't know how long. I mean, the Yankees, it's the seventh inning. The Yankees are about to get swept by the Astros. So thank God it's a football town now. <laughs> okay. Anyway. What, are, what things, things are bad? bad. The Yankees, what things are bad? Yankees things are, are bad. bad. Yankees are bad. Padres mm. are bad. Um, the Bucks are fucking bad. The Bucks Holy shit. are straight up right now. Texans, Bucks. Who you got? What's the spread? <laughs> Pick up? No. <laughs> no. They just lost to Mitch Trubisky. And PJ Walker? Okay, you're right. That's Dude, true. Dude, this was crazy. I feel like last week we were like, wow, Tom Brady loses to, uh, I can't even keep track. Yeah, they, Tom Trubisky. Brady loses to Trubisky <laughs> and the Steelers. And Aaron Rodgers and the Packers lost to Zach Wilson and the Jets. And we're like, well, that's rock bottom. And then, holy shit, they both did worse this week. <laughs> this, Taylor this is, Heineke and PJ Walker. 
It's all. This is Dude, like the embodiment. This is the embodiment of my theory that like never ever say things can't get worse. <laughs> DK, you are so right about that. As Homer Simpson would say, "Worst day of your life so far." <laughs> there is no bottom. Well, dude, P- to be clear, PJ Walker, four string quarterback for Carolina in early August. Uh, he couldn't Christian throw McCaffrey. past the line of scrimmage last week. Dude, literally one pass past the line of scrimmage last week. Christian McCaffrey traded away, and they still gave up 180 yards combined to Hubbard and Foreman today. And then. Robbie Anderson traded away. So they're the fourth string quarterback and they got rid of the, Christian McCaffrey and then the Robbie Anderson who led the team receiving and they beat. Well, and also it was 21 to three. And even if we give him that Mike Evans touchdown on the first like drive that should have been touchdown, mm-hmm. 21 to 10 Panthers, the worst team in the NFL. By far. Like by so far. Like, what, <laughs> what's the deal? Like, are we just like, do we think Brady's just mentally checked out at this point? Like what is going like this is a freak this is a catastrophe of a season for Tampa Bay. <laughs> Todd Bowles said, wait, I gotta find the exact pl- quote. Todd Todd Bowles, uh, speaking of it can always get worse. This is about as dark as it's going to be right now. Jesus. It's a quote <laughs> from the head coach of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Didn't he didn't he also follow that up with like basically if you're old and you're on this team, like watch your back because we're gonna start playing guys that are actually better if you're not performing and stuff. He essentially you, he was yeah, saying like old- <laughs> Yeah, he's like, we're going to see what some of these young guys can do if uh, the old guys can't get it together. Or, you know, I'm paraphrasing. He said the young guys got to prove they belong. But yeah, no, the whole thing's just been a disaster. But then the Packers, too. By the way, they're in first place in the division. Okay, well, so are the Falcons. So you're going to throw that out when you yell at Arthur Smith later? Falcons, first place, Atlanta Falcons in the NFC. Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm looking at the actual rankings right now. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are ahead of them. I don't know what the tiebreakers are. Maybe it's... It's it's running back carries. (laughs) <laughs> right, so it, it's yeah. like how much you do not give the ball to your tight ends. That's the right. Correct. Okay, so the Bucks are bad, right? Yeah, we and we can just stick with this. I mean, it's pretty much the entire NFC. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is bad, and the mm. Packers are bad. They're three mm-hmm. and four. They didn't have a third down conversion today for the first time since 1999. Jeez, dude, Y two K was going on. <laughs> They're like people who are wondering about Y two K. Literally, who was good in the NFC? There are the Philadelphia Eagles, and then give me another team. Like actually the good, Giants, the Vikings. I think the Vikings are pretty solid. The Vikings defense, like low key, sucks, and no one's figured this out yet. Yeah, but they can they can score points. I think the depth of the flaws in the teams is more incredible than any year. I, honestly, I don't know about you guys. Do you guys have a lot of fantasy leagues that are this way? I actually feel like I have a lot of leagues where there's one team that's like like seven and one or six or six and one, I guess. And then every team is either like four and three or three and four. Yeah, and the real NFL feels the same way <laughs> this year. Like to your point, Craig. Like, if the let's just say for a moment the Bucks don't win the NFC South, the Falcons, the Panthers, or the Saints are going to make the playoffs and win the division. Like the Seahawks are winning the NFC West. Like, <laughs> like this. If the Packers don't get a wild card, the NFC East might send three teams. There are five teams in the NFC right now with a positive point differential. Oh, and three of them are in the NFC East. Yeah. So it's the e- Eagles, well, Giants, Cowboys, Vikings. Can you guys guess who else is the last one? I, I knew I had this written down too. I know this. Oh, okay, Eagles, sorry. Cowboys, Vikings, Giants, Eagles. You said oh, Eagles, Eagles twice. twice. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. Who? 49ers. The Super Bowl is going to suck because basically, <laughs> the, 
It, it, unfortunately, it can't be Bills Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Those are clearly the two best teams in the league. Basically, if as the the sanctity of the Super Bowl rests on like Jalen Hurts' ankle, like we just basically need Jalen Hurts to stay healthy for the rest of the season, and we'll have an interesting Super Bowl. But if he sprains his ankle in like week seventeen, we're screwed, and the Super Bowl is going to have a spread over seven <laughs> points. Big picture where I think this is obviously going is that the Bills will make the Super Bowl in the AFC and we're all going to be like, thank God, the only good team made it. And then just some shitty NFC team will just beat them. <laughs> like some yeah. terrible, like the New Orleans Saints will like win the NFC South and then just Taysom Hill will beat the Bills in the Super Bowl. Yeah. We'll have to live with this, like the seven and 10 Saints. Okay. I have one last, one last thing that's bad. Brandon Staley. <laughs> Brandon Staley is potentially ruining Justin Herbert's career. Is the narrative going to start flipping on Herbert soon? Because it's been pretty bad for a while now. And they don't throw the ball downfield at all. It's like seeing a shooting star to see Herbert throw a ball over 20 yards now. (laughs) Well, are you, are you blaming Staley or Herbert? It's tough, right? Because we're a fantasy football show. So we judge the numbers and we judge, you know, how many points the guy scores for your team. He was actually a fine today. I guess he had some garbage time. But the eye test is brutal, and he's 27th in yards per completion. 27th in the league. Justin Herbert, who has the, the top three arm in the league. Yeah. And they just lost Mike Williams. It's it's becoming, like, really stagnant, the offense. The, the checkdowns are getting ridiculous. Yeah. I'm looking at his air yards per attempt. He's down there near the bottom, 37th out of 44 qualified what are we quarterbacks. What doing? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. So I do the NFL show on Fridays with Stephen Reeves and Solak, and Stephen always goes apoplectic because basically, uh, <laughs> my Joe favorite Lombardi. Word. It's great. It just sounds great. It's <laughs> wonderful work. But Joe Lombardi, who used to be this in, in New Orleans, is basically treating Justin Herbert like he's Drew Brees, except that he's like six inches taller, but like thirty nine year old Drew Brees. Exactly. Here's the here's what I'll say in defense of them. It's this is like an organizational issue for a bunch of reasons. One. Rayshon Slater, the left tackle, you know, is out, right, for possibly the entire season. And the right tackle was already probably the worst one in the NFL. And they've gotten some injuries on the interior, too. That's one. Two. And Justin Herbert's interior has been injured, quite literally. That's what I was going to say next. Justin Herbert's fucking has a rib injury. And while we have forgotten about it, rib injuries don't heal. Like, if someone has broken ribs or rib cartilage, whatever, that doesn't heal during the season. It's like pain manage, pain tolerance, and then it heals in the offseason. So they also have like the slowest group of players in the NFL, like at receiver. They like I, I really think if you look at every single skill group in the NFL, the Chargers are the slowest. On top of that, Keenan Allen, I, again, as we've said, Brian Robinson got shot and came back quicker than Keenan Allen did. And then that's kind of me to say, but it's true. <laughs> and then Keenan Allen came back. Mike Williams is out. I will give. 10 points to Gryffindor if you guys can name who all the receivers were playing in this game when Mike Williams went out. DeAndre Carter, Josh Palmer, Keenan. Josh Palmer's out. Josh Palmer was out. Jalen Guyton's out. I would do two fucking Chargers receivers in a lot. Something more? Yeah. Jason Moore or something? Jason Moore. I think it was Jason Moore Jr. Uh And then a guy named Michael Bandy, who I don't think (laughs) is. Oh, yeah. That's who's playing for this team. And I'm just saying, you put all this together, and it basically, like, they can't have Herbert back too far for too long, because if he gets sacked, his internal organs could explode, and we'll be really mad at them. But he can't do the quick game, because these people can't get open. It's the whole Mm. thing was built wrong. They need speed. He's a huge arm. Get fast, people. Their buy is in two weeks, and it couldn't come sooner, but... 
I have no faith in this team at all. They're one of the most boring offenses to watch in the NFL. All your points are right, High Fitz, but like you can still throw the ball deep on a three-step drop. Like you can still throw the ball down the sideline. I don't know. Yeah, it's not good. It's not to be clear, it, but I think you're right. The Chargers, I mean, they also been injured. JC Jackson got hurt today. It's, they're, they're just banged up as always. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Anyway, okay, so that's good or bad. Any other good bads? Bad goods? All right, uh, I'll have a mea culpa then. Okay, uh, the Arrested Development Job Award. I've made a huge mistake. I will give to myself for Josh Jacobs. For <laughs> wow, Whew. it's not going. It's not going the way that you planned it. For those <laughs> or, who are blissfully us. unaware, it's not just you. Uh, yeah. for those who are blissfully unaware, I kind of made Josh Jacobs my little stand-in for the entire epitome of like I don't know. It's not just don't draft Josh Jacobs. It was like why would you ever draft Josh Jacobs? Wow. I am now the Da Vinci Code guy. You know, the guy in the beginning of the Da Vinci Code is just like whipping himself. Self-flagellation. Like, oh, yes. <laughs> I'm just like sitting there. I'm like, like, please follow. So uh, my bad. That's the tough part about fantasy is uh, you can get like a hundred things right. Let's say that you did. I think you probably did get around a hundred things right this year. Heifetz, you're very good at this. But at the same time, if you get one thing wrong loudly, it, it's very hard to enjoy the other wins. You know I'll take I mean? that ratio. I only got one thing wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's exactly how it went. You know what I mean? When you get something wrong, you're reminded of it for 17 weeks. You're wrong yeah. for three and a half months. It reminds me of losing a trade. Like, this is the same emotion you have when you trade away someone and he does amazing and then the, your guy gets hurt. Like, it's it's the same family of emotion. If you, miss the, if you miss a call as, like, a fantasy analyst like we do, it's the exact same emotion. It's like, fuck, I really should not have traded that guy. You know Can I, mean? I tell you guys something? This is way more supportive than I thought. <laughs> you guys are so... Well, I was to be like fair, you're not the only one that was... We me. were relatively low on Jacobs, too. Like, we should no, have No, Craig high. was higher on Jacobs than I, like, by a lot. Yeah. Well, because remember... <laughs> what did we say that, like, we were, like, against Jacobs, and then, like, I was too, like... You got too into it. I got it. a little extreme. And then Craig's like, I'm just the Romney Jacobs guy. Like, I'm not. It was like, getting out of hand. Like, it started to snowball. Was, or like, clearly. He's getting riled up. In, like, mid-July, we were like, yeah, I don't know, Jacobs. Like, I don't love him in the fourth round. And by, like, late August, we were like, he's the worst running back in the league. It's like when a dog, it's when a dog gets the zoomies. Yeah, yeah it was like, stop the steal. Heifetz like, okay, got the yeah, zoomies when it came to Josh Jacobs. He just couldn't help himself. <laughs> Credit to Josh Jacobs, though. So he is the number two running back in points per game right now. It's literally Austin Eckler and Josh Jacobs. He's number two. He's number two in uh, yards, rushing yards per game. He's number two in yards per carry. And just straight up snap rate. Like, how often is he on the field among running backs? It's like Saquon and it's Josh Jacobs. And I think fundamentally that's why I was wrong. Mm -hmm. It's because, like, when the Raiders came in, Again, the first thing the Raiders did and like probably set way too much of my belief in this situation was that they acquired three running backs and declined Josh Jacobs' fifth-year option. They were literally were like, we don't think Josh Jacobs will be worth $8 million in 2024. No, thank you. And so probably overrated how much they wanted to pay him later as a reason to think about how much he'd play now. They're playing him more than John Gruden did. That's blowing my mind. But he's also just straight up better. Like yards after contact. Not, but not quite, but he has almost doubled how many yards getting after contact, which totally wow. matches the eye test because he's just running mad. 
Like he's he's great. He has he leads the league unofficially in. You know when they grab the jersey and the jersey stretches out really long? And <laughs> the 12-yard like whole... jersey stretch? Yeah. Yeah, it looks like the wedding car's driving away and they got the streamers. Yes. He leads the league in that, I'm sure. <laughs> Good call. Contract here. He's he's running exactly like a guy who had his, a new employer come in and say, we don't want you anymore. You know what I mean? Like yeah, He's like pissed. Right. This is uh, I, I'm. It's going to be actually very fascinating to see uh, going forward like what comes of his career. Because obviously, if he can stay healthy... Uh, throughout the rest of the season. He's still like 24 years old. He's still young. Crazy young. And like yeah. if he's going to... Obviously, running backs don't really get huge deals anymore. But we see, for instance, with the Christian McCaffrey uh, trade, which we're going to talk about, by the way, has happened over the weekend. Um, like teams still do value highly running backs, you know, relatively highly, at least compared to last year or last the last era of football. Um, so I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see if he gets a big deal, if he stays with the Raiders, if he goes somewhere else. You know, from a dynasty perspective, I'm like, man, is he a guy to go chase after right now? Or are you buying high and then he's going to go somewhere else and be in like a committee? Or is this the next superstar in fantasy? That's kind of like, I, I think it's one of the most interesting storylines in football right now. Well, that's where we're at, right? It's like, who are the best running backs in the NFL right now? The, the best eight to 10 running backs right now. Like if you had to pick eight guys who you needed to start next week in fantasy and get the best possible performance you could. To me right now, here's who I think are the top eight. Saquon. Josh Jacobs, Nick Chubb, and Eckler. Relatively standard there than Josh Jacobs. And then I truly think it was Brees Hall before he got hurt. It looks like he tore his ACL, unfortunately. Yeah. It's, then it's Kenneth Walker, Damian Pierce, Ramondre Stevenson. To me, like that is the elite eight right now at running well, back. Well, uh, I first, Christian McCaffrey on the Niners, I think, has to be in there. Well, we just don't know yet. I mean, we do obviously do, but like we haven't seen it. So it's hard to put him there. Well, I. We can talk about him in a second, but also Aaron Jones was pretty incredible today. But I guess you're talking about like he's been very hit or miss. I this do not year, feel though, the same way about know? him as I do like Kenneth Walker or Damian Pierce. But Aaron Jones, every time he there's like when when they have the ball, do they still have the juice? Like in the when you're watching the NFL, but then there's fantasy next week. I need to win or I die. Aaron Jones is not on that list. But when they have the ball in their hands, I'm like, why the hell don't the Packers give Aaron Jones the ball? But that's my point. But I, I mean, Aaron Jones you're absolutely has right. put up nine, four, nine, and five in four games. This but year. look at this list you have of the guy, the guys you don't have. It's, you're talking about Jonathan Taylor, Aaron Jones, Dalvin Cook, Kamara are just firmly like not on that list anymore. I stand by it. I don't feel that I don't feel as good about them as I do the other guys. I kind of agree. I mean, the only guy that I would like that really is glaring to me is Taylor. And I don't know what to do with it. I don't know if I necessarily completely agree with you because he has been very, you know, underwhelming this season. But to me, in terms of like pure talent as a runner, I would still put him in the But I'm not talking team. about talent. I know, I know that you're I know that your definition or whatever, the way that you made this list is slightly different than that. But to me that's the only one. Because Alvin Kamara like, yeah. to me is like a top five talent league. Right. But right, the Colts right. are dust. The Colts last week we thought like, their offensive line was communicating better and that they just played better. Matt Ryan stopped doing stupid shit. And like today, Matt Ryan once again had two plays that are more like what Kenny Pickett should be doing on Sunday Night Football and not like what Matt Ryan should be doing when he's almost on AARP. So it, <laughs> the Colts, I don't know why they're not the ball more. Okay. But I think you're right. There's a total landscape shift. And we had discussed this a lot coming to the season of like this weird age. And it's just a lesson that Leo DiCaprio is right. Like t once, the, once the running back's like 26. Jeez. That's rough. Oh, I uh, thought you were going to say, is, Leo's right. No hard drugs and no superhero movies. Did you hear that? That was advice he gave to Timothy Chalamet when he met him at a, a Is a it band. really? Yeah, he said, no superhero movies, no hard drugs. Is Dune a superhero movie? He has like telekinetic powers. It doesn't count. It's like sci-fi. 
Also, I don't think Leo DiCaprio is right, but he is about running. Leo DiCaprio would be good at fantasy football is my point. Listen, Leo hasn't been wrong very often, so. Well, I guess you would have missed out on Saquon and uh, Eckler then and Chubb. Yeah. I'm already getting excited to do rankings for next year. We should at some point this season, we should do future rankings. I think that'd be a fun episode. Like ranking this the next year's top 10 for running backs. DK says for his 25 dynasty teams. I mean, I just think it's interesting to think that far ahead. Who knows? Um, yeah. Anyway, good list. All exciting players. Kenneth Walker, amazing. The injuries today, we should also pour one out. The injuries today were brutal. Brees Hall, DK Metcalf. Uh, we don't know the deal with him yet. Mike Williams. Uh, Mike Williams has an ankle sprain. David Njoku left on crutches. He something with his ankle. Maybe he's all right. Just it was. I didn't just, see the Metcalf one. Did it look bad? Well, he no. got carted off, and my first thought was, is he going to poop? Right. That was the fear, and especially because he was he like you could see him whisper or not whisper. You could see him. You could ri- lip read. And he says, "I'm fine." To somebody when he's like driving off on the cart. What I understand has happened, and, and again, this is Sunday night, so we don't know exactly what's happened yet. And. The vibes, I guess, in the in the locker room after the game were that he should be okay, or at least they don't think it's anything crazy serious. Um, but he landed on it weird. It kind of like went in, like his knee went in a little bit. And I guess he just told like the team doc or whatever on the sideline that it just didn't feel right. Something was off with his knee. So that's why they took him out, because they just didn't want to do anything to like, you know, make it worse. Um but he seemed to be in good spirits after the game. This is what uh, Brady Henderson was reporting for ESPN. So I don't know. We're, we're going to have to see. I really hope, obviously, that it's not a season-ending deal. Um, but right now, we just don't know. Okay, so something we didn't get to talk about on our Thursday show, but happened Thursday Night Football, is the Christian McCaffrey trade of the Niners. He was kind of quiet today. He only had eight carries, 38 yards, and a couple catches. But this is crazy. So the right. Niners traded a second, a third, a fourth and next year's fifth for McCaffrey after they've already spent all these like third rounders on picks on the, the running backs that litter their roster. Yeah. But I have no interest in like first doing the running back. I think this is really cool. Like, I'm not going to lie. Call me a sap. When I watched him kind of trot out in like the, like the glistening <laughs> sun, the October sun hitting in the gold. I was like, this is legendary yeah. and he's going to be incredible. I am such a sap. I thought this was like, I, I remember thinking like, this is going to be the most legendary second half stretch I'll ever remember. Yeah. Somebody, I had a 49ers friend, Kyle Madsen, who does uh, a lot of coverage of the 49ers. And he, he texts me. He's like, what's your, what's your reaction to this? And I was just like, probably highly irresponsible of the 49ers in the long run, but super fun. Especially when you consider he's on, he's got Devo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, who's still breaking out and like turning into one of the better receivers in the NFL, and McCaffrey. Like, this is insanely fun. Like, we should just definitely keep that in mind when we talk about it. It's all. easily the best four athletes of any team. Yeah. Like, it's not even close. Yeah. It's just like so, it's such a cool combination. And I don't think we need to read too much into what he did today because obviously it's like three days after he got traded. Yeah. Show, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> just, yeah. I don't know. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch from a fantasy point of view. It kind of makes things a headache because there's just less touches to go around to everybody now. Um, but yeah, from a pure football, he's going to get view, them. I, no, I, watching this game though, I gotta say, if anyone's like even a little like we're not sure, I, I think the only question is health. Watching this, the whole like it, the holes that the 49ers create are so large, and McCaffrey, even just the way he was dicing through. Everything that happened for him in Carolina did kind of always look a little difficult. And for the first time, it was like he was just getting like easy eight yard chunks. Mm. And I just remember thinking like, 
our whole thing with Shanahan, we've been watching this with like sixth round picks for years and years and years. And it's like, this is literally maybe the most talented player on offense in football, arguably. I, I think this is going to be crazy. Every moment. That it's he's it's definitely super fun. I don't, the only thing I want to throw out there, which is, you know, obviously kind of, it's like being the bummer guy, the Debbie Downer, the whole situation is like, it's always funny to me how these teams that have a lot of success with late round picks and like, undrafted free agents and they can just plug those guys in every single year they always seem to learn the the wrong lesson like hey we could do this with six rounders and udfas let's trade four picks for this other guy instead you know what i mean like it that's always the wrong it's the wrong lesson <laughs> i mean i'm not like actually knocking them because i think like McCaffrey's- was it the running back is that why you've been losing in the nfc championship i don't know i don't <laughs> no, think it was. i kind of wonder if they did it because jeff wilson freaking fumbled in that last game man it's I like kind of final like straw. He got benched. Yeah, I kind of do think because I'm sure for them it's exhausting to have to train all these running backs. The reason I think that there's so many, it's hard to predict the, who comes out of that Niners backfield is like you have to do it exactly the way they want it. Like there's no freelancing, and I am kind of curious how that goes. But I do think McCaffrey's going to get like almost all their steps at running back, and he'll be spelled by Wilson and Debo get carries. But like I think this is going to be crazy. The uh, you know like how people always do the, they tweet out the jersey swap things like right when a trade happens. Like McCaffrey legit looks really good in the 49ers uniform. It's just like oh yeah, he's got I me mean, the Stanford like, red. You know, he, he's, he's, <laughs> yeah, he looks great. This is cool. I kind of yes, like look the cool. running back and the value in the trade. We can get to that another day. Like this is freaking awesome. Yes. Okay. Uh, on the other hand, national, yeah, it's <laughs> National Tight Ends Day. National here, here's my here's my category. National Tight Ends Day does the dead dove bit. I don't know what I was expecting from National Tight Ends Day. Uh, Mark Andrews on National Tight Ends Day zero catches. That's cool. <laughs> uh, the only three tight ends scored touchdowns today. George Kittle. Wow. You know that's chalk, I guess. Peyton this is first of the year. So Peyton Hendershot. Chuck. I guess it's not really Chuck. You're right, but he's one of the better tight ends in the NFL. Peyton Hendershot. <laughs> Do you know who he is? Yes, because uh, Dallas. Okay, I know. Yes, only because the Giants played the Cowboys. <laughs> okay, yeah. and then Tommy Tremble for the Panthers. Those are the three tight ends that scored touchdowns today. Did I miss anybody? I hope I don't miss anybody. That, <laughs> like, I think that's pretty representative of like what happened on National Tight End Day. You can throw in Juwan Johnson and Taysom Hill from Thursday night. So that makes it a little bit better. I guess if we're doing tight ends week, uh, but yeah, just this is classic tight end national tight end stage. Just it, it lived up to the, our expectations and more. Yeah. I'd like to reprise our, our Kyle Pitts game uh, today. We're playing <laughs> instead of three tight ends who outscored Kyle Pitts and one who didn't, I'm doing 10 tight ends who outscored <laughs> Kyle Pitts and one who didn't. I'm going to read you 11 tight end names. <laughs> All real NFL active players who outscored Kyle Pitts. One did. I'm going to run through all 11. Okay. You tell me at the end. Cade Otten, Jordan Akins, Tommy Tremble, Brock Wright, Armani Rogers, Greg Dulcich, Cole Turner, Colby Tomlinson, Eric Tomlinson, Chris Myerick, <laughs> and Mitchell Wilcox. Mitchell Wilcox. Only one of those people did not outscore Kyle Pitts today. Is Brock Wright Tom Hardy's character in Venom? Brock Wright. Is this a trick question? Because it's Colby Parkinson for the Seahawks. Oh, I sorry. That, no. So Colby Parkinson. Is, I miss. I miss type that. It's He's Colby just Parkinson. so forgettable. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Mitchell Wilcox? That's not real. There's nobody did. He was Wilcox. on the. He's on the Bengals, right? 
Is he really? Mitchell Wilcox did outscore Kyle Pitts today. Oh my, oh my God. Is this a, another? Don't uh, tell me that all Chris 11 Meyer did, it, did yes. the Giants, <laughs> the backup. Oh no, did they all do No, that? it's actually um, Cole Turner, the tight end for the, <laughs> the commanders, did not outscore Kyle Pitts today. I like how you keep us on our feet. Like, That's right. I was ex- I was 100% Turner. expecting you to be like, trick question, they all outscored him. <laughs> Dude, Kyle Pitts, I, so I text you guys, here's the, here's like, this is the one where I wondered if we should, if you should drop Kyle Pitts. I'm not, I, 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 I don't even know what to say. He did, he did have a catch on the one yard line that was almost a touchdown that he like caught it in the end zone, but he bobbled it. Super and then he fell close. It. And they <laughs> also threw him one and he just got, he got the, where they, they, we need an NFL or a fantasy hockey assist for when the receiver gets you the 20 yards to the end zone, but they get the DPI. And he got, he got like blatantly pass interfered with. But once again, the, the problem is he had four targets, but they only threw it 13 times. So he still yeah. had like 25% of the targets. Yeah. Uh, actually, Dude, hold yeah, on. Drake London had like one catch. He's like their first, he's the first receiver taken in the draft. It's like he doesn't exist. They were down 21 points and they didn't throw. That's the thing. It's like this whole time when the Falcons were like in it, it made sense. JJ Zacharyson tweeted this. The Falcons ran 45 plays today. 41 of those 45 were when they were trailing by 10 or more points. That's and wild. And they still only drop back to pass 16 times. That's that's yeah. wild cuz it that's that's really crazy. That because that's the thing, this shows their cards. Like they're never going to throw ever unless Mariota gets hurt. This is what I this is what I'm talking about. You guys last week were like, "Oh, I like Arsh Smith. I like this guy. This guy's, you know, he's tough." He, he likes that's to not what I said. I said that they were, <laughs> you know, he's, he's got the scheming. Like, is this your king? Come on. Arthur Smith, offensive genius, losing by three touchdowns all game and 13 total pass attempts in the game. Joe Burrow had 344 passing yards and three touchdowns at halftime. They threw 25 times and ran it five times in the first half. The Bengals did. Oh, by the way, Falcons first in the division. Tied with Tom Brady. <laughs> but here's the deal. Like, honestly, this, Brady, is the, this is the problem with this dumbass establish it game plan. Like, if you fall behind, you have no you have no recourse. You don't have any solutions to that. And this defense it is, is defense, so bad. It's so banged up. I, this defense is bad. It's really, really banged up right now. Um, don't fall behind. It's like Dwight Schrute. Like, never, never, never been sick. Perfect immune system. <laughs> don't need antibodies. <laughs> No, I think that he's actually an incredible coach. I'm not going to lie. Oh this is in, like August 20th. This was the worst roster in the NFL. If $70 million of dead money or something insane. Well, I kind of agree with both of you. I agree with Heifetz and the kind of the bird's eye aspect of this. But with I agree with DK about today. I mean, you're you're down 21 the whole fucking game. You throw it 13 times. What are you doing? Yeah. How, you're you, not going to win. You're going to lose. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Like somebody <laughs> fucking help no, me out. No, I'm here. not defending it. It's like their starting quarterback is Marcus Mariota. He's not like, that fucking bad. <laughs> he yeah. became a backup because he's as a nerve injury in his throwing arm. I don't even know how far he can throw PJ it. PJ Walker threw it 22 times today. Like, come on. I don't know. Open it up know. a little it's, bit. It's like he threw it. It's weird. I don't know. I don't know. Explain it. It's really weird. I don't know why they did this. Oh, I don't know. I hate this Navy football shit that we're doing this year. They, has, they spent a top 10 pick on Drake London. He had one target today. All right. We'll, we'll have to. How many times do I have to say it? Get your fucking good players involved. It's not rocket science. You should be like the Lions and throw and lose. What? <laughs> no, I don't know. I just That is a know. straw man if I ever saw one. What are you talking about? No one's saying they need to be the Lions. Detroit's the only team that throws, and that's why they're losing. That's what I said to say. <laughs> 
Detroit threw it twenty six anyway, times today. What do you? Dan Campbell's about? a fake tough guy, and like Arthur Smith's a real tough guy. You guys can take your offensive genius, Arthur Smith. I'm I'm not into it. <laughs> He's yours. Have him. Okay. Uh, on the flip side, teams that actually do throw, you mentioned the Bengals, uh, a fun quirk. Uh, so obviously Joe Burrow was like the number one quarterback today by a pretty healthy. Dude, it's going off lately. I think the second most passing yards of his career. I might be wrong on that. Uh, the number one receiver today was Jamar Chase. The number two receiver was Tyler Boyd. <laughs> Same team. Nice. And then the number three receiver was Michael Hardman for the Chiefs. And the number four receiver was Juju also for the Chiefs. So top four receivers, two teams. And it kind of got us wondering, like, who are the offenses that can he still do this and it not be weird? Because so few teams are consistent or good that I, it feels like there are less offense. Like, it's kind of like the extension of the running back thing. Who are the offenses you can even actually trust right now? Yeah. It's like, I think I saw Josh Norris tweet this out today. I was like, can you name six good teams? <laughs> like, legitimately? There aren't. <laughs> I think that was what he All said. All right, well, but let me flip on you. Can you name six bad teams? Yeah. I can name 25 <laughs> bad teams. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yes, of course. I don't know. Um, okay, I made, a list, I made a list of the offenses that I actually trust right now and I think are going to be good throughout, throughout the whole year. You guys can tell me who you think we need to add to this list. So the Chiefs, Bengals, who we talked about, because the way that the Bengals are playing now, I do trust them now. Like at the beginning of the year, it's a little shaky, but I think they've kind of found their groove. The Bills, clearly, obviously. The Eagles, that's four. What else? Who else is in this list? Nobody. The Raiders? No. I still don't really feel like I trust the Raiders. The Seahawks. Are we talking about trust like fantasy for a game or it's like Sunday night football and like you need to go down and score with like, like mm. with Kenny Pickett tonight? You have two and a half minutes, go down and get a touchdown. I mean, I think. They're somewhat similar concepts, but I'm, I'm, I was I want to say the from, Vikings, from the fantasy point of view, who do we trust here? Like, I think the Vikings are like fantasy for like stats, but Kirk Cousins, I mean, there's a ceiling on how much you can trust them, right? And I don't even know who else. Like the Niners with McCaffrey, even though they're so cool, I'm like, holy shit, man. I think there's like 20 quarterbacks that could be running this thing. And I'd be like, they're going to win the Super Bowl. And then you watch Jimmy G. Oh my God. I, I found out maybe the most incredible stat of the season today. I, I, I apologize if one of you have said this on the show before. This blew my doors off. The, the perfect encapsulation of how bad Jimmy G's been. The 49ers under Kyle Shanahan trailing by three or more in the fourth quarter. So trailing three or more in the fourth quarter under Shanahan are 1 and 29. Wow. Is this something to do with the bullshit establish it thing that I was just talking about Arthur Smith like if your run game is like the foundation of your offense you have no recourse if you fall behind? Is that do you think there's anything related to that or? I mean, I think that it's they've had bad quarterbacks and the running got them to like a Super Bowl and an NFC Championship game. Okay, well you just you're the one who just said the stat. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah, they've bad quarterbacks. But you you run it because you have a bad quarterback, I would imagine. Yeah, exactly. Matt Ryan, like, <laughs> like you know, they were throwing a lot when he was in Atlanta. They made a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. Remember when Jimmy had eight passes in the championship game and they won by forty, and like Jimmy went like a real hour of real time without touching. It's the like ball. it's like fat bastard. It's like I, I'm fat because I eat, and I eat because I'm fat, or I'm no, I'm I'm fat because I'm sad. Or <laughs> what is? No, I fucked it up. <laughs> What's we'll the quote? Help me out, Craig. No, we're keeping. Uh, I don't you know, know exactly. Let me look it up. Let me look it up. This is like just so we get it right. This is literally what I do every single time I try. I'm sad to spell because spell. I eat, and I eat because I'm sad. 
Is that what it is? That is the quote. Okay, that's what I was going for. Also, there's one more team who I would add into the the comfortable fantasy football team list where multiple players on the team every week I trust to have a good game. It's Miami. If two is playing, it's Miami. I agree with that. Waddle and Tyreek are probably actually the number one team. I would be like, yeah, they could be first and second in a week in a game. Also, like low key, the ironic, even with Mark Andrews getting no catches today, I will still put the Ravens there for Andrews and Lamar every week. Yeah, the running backs are a mess. So maybe it's just those two guys. Maybe yeah, but I think count. you need multiple. You need to have multiple pass catchers or multiple. Yeah, I guess you're players. right. In a way, they're like the best team where they actually are the least reliable. But yeah, that's the larger point is like, man, this, the, the Seahawks at this point are actually on this list. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't want my homerness to show here or whatever, but like we have to include the Seahawks in this, don't we? They are currently, and this is because several teams have not played, but they currently number two in the NFL in total points. But also, <laughs> like, Gino is a starter when he's healthy. Metcalf and Lockett are starters, and Ken Walker. That's four. How many teams actually have four guys where you're like, they'll take care the of The Seahawks are week. scoring 26 Very points few. a game. Yeah, but they're still not. They're, I don't think so. I don't think they're in the like Waddle Hill category. The, like the, you trust this offense? No, but they're sixth, aren't they? Like if you have to rank, if tiers, no, they're not in that tier. If you're ranking who's next, I think it's the Seattle Seahawks. No, well, I still think I would take like Josh Jacobs and Devontae over any two skill position players in Seattle. Okay, yeah, it depends what you got to, it depends who you're doing. I feel like we need like to nail that, down a running back and a receiver. <laughs> a but, definition for this category. What yeah, a definition would have been helpful. <laughs> Like, what are we arguing about here? <laughs> multiple. Is it two? Is it three? Uh, who knows? That's fine. Man, uh, can I give you there as the mansplain of the week was uh, Friday. I went on quite the rant <laughs> for those who heard about DJ Moore. Basically said he's more or less unplayable. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought it was a super good argument. PJ Walker, one pass beyond the line of scrimmage. Seems real bad. Uh, basically said DJ Moore is unplayable and best game of his season. That always <laughs> happens. That always happens. So season high seven catches, season high 69 yards, which is funny. And he had a touchdown. So I could stand I mean, myself. Like, did anybody expect PJ Walker to do what he did today? Like, realistically? Yeah, if you predicted the, the Panthers beating the Bucks, I'll take a lap. But this is, I'm not going to lie, it's kind of my point that he hasn't had 70 yards still this you year. You know how they say that, like, the best investors are dead investors because they just leave their money in the S&P? They just leave their money. That, <laughs> yeah. That's, like, the best fantasy football players are dead fantasy football players because they just left DJ Moore in their starting lineup this week. <laughs> yeah. All the people who are just neglecting their lineup actually had a decent week if you had DJ Moore. DJ Moore. Heifetz <laughs> right. and I are in the same dynasty league right now and Craig you're in this league too actually so I don't know why I'm saying it like that oh, oh thanks <laughs> all of us are in a fantasy league right now together Heifetz is essentially just like begging me to come trade for DJ Moore last week I suppose the price is probably going to be up a little bit higher this week huh yeah I actually kind of think DJ Moore will be fine like the rest of the year because if Darnold comes back you might just like force the ball to him. My problem is with PJ Walker not throwing the ball past the line of scrimmage. Little did I know that he would go and slay Tom Brady. So you know football Very weird. weird sport. Uh, speaking of which we didn't talk about this. I don't even know if you guys give a shit. I don't care. I got to talk about this. <laughs> the ESPN app is like one of the real losers of the week. Like real possible burn book candidate. The ESPN app if you, if you were not following this live the, the Saints played the Cardinals in Thursday Night Football. And I don't know how this happened, but there was a glitch where the ESPN app had them at, on buy. 
And like, this happens sometimes. And like, you know, we're not going to pretend like, you know, we have our fantasy guide. Like this happens. However, this was chaos because they're on by. You could move all the players around during the game. So like we always <laughs> emails and people. Whoa. So people are like picking up the Cardinals defense, putting it in. And then like, like, like Andy Dalton's throwing pick sixes and people are taking the Cardinals defense and putting it into their lineup, which is just chaos. Wait, that Never actually mind. happened? Like you could, you, yeah, holy crap. For hours, days. Like this is like a, like an ongoing, somehow they didn't solve this. So never mind the fact that you cannot track the score of your matchup unless you want to be like how Bill used to do back in the day and do the math in USA Today or whatever. Like, my God, manually adding my numbers. But, it actually somehow extended through Sunday, even though they had kind of fixed it. And then today, Christian McCaffrey still wasn't labeled as a, a niner. So like when that game, like he locked at like one o'clock, not four when he won Eastern when he was playing. And it was just a tough week for the ESPN fantasy app. Is there like one software guy who like went on vacation and it all went to shit? What happened? <laughs> over that? That's why I don't use ESPN. I'm a, I'm a Yahoo guy. <laughs> it, was, it was, it was, it's tough. It's tough for them. It happens. Uh, burn book. I'm not going to lie. I kind of wanted to burn myself for telling everyone to not draft Josh Jacobs. I think that's fair. Can I give a real player? Yeah. AJ Dillon. Yes. Yes. That is a great one. AJ Dillon is unplayable. Straight up. Unplayable. AJ Dillon has 12 fantasy points in the last three games combined. 12. AJ Dillon is what Tony Pollard was for like the previous three seasons. He's like a handcuff. That is like top 10 if Aaron Jones gets hurt. A.J. Dillon is officially unplayable. He played 13 snaps today. The lowest since last year. Like he's like even in 2021, that would have been his lowest of not just this season, but the previous one. He's not droppable because of the handcuff value, but he's certainly not playable. He he is the exact kind of player you don't really want at this point in the season, unless you're like seven and like seven and oh or six and one, which is you can't play him. And you don't really know if you'll ever get to use him. And he's just kind of sitting there. And at least he's high upside. So maybe he's not exact. Maybe I'm being too harsh. But like, man, has this been a massive disappointment? Yeah, he hasn't. Honestly, and I think part of it is that Aaron Jones just looks incredible. He's look, He looks amazing. He's making plays in the passing game. He's doing it all. Looks extremely explosive, elusive. But I think part of it, too, is Dylan just hasn't looked as good as he did last year. Like Dylan was, he was, I just think he was more effective last year. He was breaking more tackles. He was a little bit more, you well, in the passing game, he was a little bit more effective. I don't know what the deal is, but yeah. Do you think AJ Dylan looks worse or this offense yeah. looks worse? Because I feel like their offensive line, which was jumbled last year too, is like more jumbled. And like today's game, I do think one of the reasons the Packers lost to Washington is David Bakhtiari was supposed to play for them at left tackle. And he's like they're all pro that's just had knee injuries for like a like a while and it, but like he didn't play so they had to like completely jumble their offensive line I think at like an hour and a half before kickoff of what they had practiced I do think that messed them up and I kind of just wonder how much of what's going on with Green Bay is just, just everything their offensive line is not playing well obviously the receiving core is bad Aaron Rodgers wants to simplify the offense the defense is like insanely talented and has bad scheme and it's just like everything but. I don't think it's Dylan's fault, honestly. I kind of think everything around him has failed. However, he's in the burn book. I mean, yeah, I, I was kind of just, I, I agree with you. I think the offensive line certainly has something to do with it, but I, I don't know, just on a, you know, individual level, like he just doesn't look as effective to me. But like, there's so many variables that go into that. It's hard to know. Well, to your point, if I were right, they'd probably play Aaron Jones. Uh, they'd probably play J. Dylan more. 
So if AJ Dillon were playing better, he'd probably be playing more. But he's not, so they probably think he probably. They're just phasing. They're like phasing him out. Actually, it's just kind of. Yeah, yeah. they are. Yeah, let's be honest. Like the burn book itself is a pretty cruel list because most of the time it's actually not the player's fault. It's the situation. Like we we burned Cole Komet and Darnell Mooney. I don't think they're bad. The Bears are just horrible. Like we burned Kyle <laughs> right. Pitts. He's not bad. DJ Moore is not bad. They're just right. on horrible offenses. There are a few times well, when there's guys like Cam Akers, Baker Mayfield. They're you know, but AJ Dillon, I don't think is bad. Well, Kyle Pitts might just be bad. Who knows? It's just not. It's not maybe funny. the generational prospect. It's not funny. Yeah, maybe Arthur Smith is benching Kyle Pitts because he's just terrible. <laughs> no, no, I don't think that's the case. Okay, I think that's all we got. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Um, thank you, Arthur Smith, for all your hard work. Thank you, Lauren. Lauren. Thank you, Chitty Bang. Fun fact about Chitty Bang: wow. in college, SDSU has two concert venues. They have the basketball stadium or like larger, you know, more popular artists come and play. And they have something called open air theater right on mm-hmm. campus, which is like a smaller outdoor venue. Very cool. Chitty bang came to play for something called green fest, which is this thing we do every, every year. Me and my buddy, Sam Skolnick hosted the event for Chitty bang. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Was it good? He was fine. You know, Chitty bang hasn't really lasted the test of time. He had a couple of really big songs. He had that one song, uh, mind your manners, mind your manners. Yes. And, and, there was Man. one with a yeah. Didn't he uh, re, uh, sample kids the MGMT song? Yes, yes, that was the huge song. So what was that party like? No, it was just a we, we didn't go to an after party. We literally hosted the concert. Like Sam and I, like emceed the concert. Oh, okay, yeah. So we were like on stage, and then we were like backstage with him. You know, it was fine. Opposite of adults, that's the name. Of the song. <laughs> I was backstage with him. You know, it was fine. But like we like like proximity i was near him but i wasn't like with him you know what i mean <laughs> i love you know what honestly i i love the genre of story of like not so humble brags about encounters with like d minus level celebrities i mean email us at ringer fantasy football at gmail.com <laughs> no, a lot of the people have these i have one with sammy adams remember him yeah uh yeah. who oh he had that one song all night longer i hate call it was i hate college into all night longer those are the two the asher roth yeah uh, he like he like remixed the yeah. asher roth song and then he did all night longer after. he's like frat rap <laughs> exactly <laughs> i have like the same story but for the my homecoming and it's just like yeah he seems like someone who just goes to too many college i walked <laughs> past hulk hogan one time in hawaii and That's my sick. friend asked him for his uh, autograph and he said i'm on the move brother so that, <laughs> he, actually, I, he actually said brother to you yeah Probably the coolest thing you could ever say when asked for an autograph. <laughs> I'm on the move, brother. Uh, I, one time in Hawaii, I sat next to the Lawrence brothers at a hotel. Remember them? Which? Remember Joey Lawrence and all in them? Matthew Lawrence? Remember those kids? This is like Brian Adams. It's just like such a basic like name. Joey? It's like Joey? Like, whoa. Lawrence brothers. You, you'll know that Joey Lawrence. You would know if you saw them. <laughs> it's got, Matthew Lawrence looks like Mike McDaniels' brother. They're in like Boy Meets World and other things. Yeah, the whoa, the whoa guy. Whoa. No? There's a guy for that? Like one guy did the whoa? I mean, you guys might be too young for it. I'm not going to lie. I watched <laughs> a lot of Boy Meets World, but I actually don't remember anything except Topanga. It's like his catchphrase. I don't know. Damn chill, Heifetz. Oh, everyone's thinking it. What? Heifetz just like thirsted after Topanga right there, just subtly. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> 90s. Don't give me, don't shame me. Uh, I was in it for the comedic writing. 
It actually was good. I, Corey was a good actor, that kid. That kid. Anyway. Shouts out Ben Savage. Who's that? That's Corey. Oh, okay, okay. Not our best banter <laughs> that we've ever had. <laughs> a lot of references of like, BK <laughs> hasn't watched Boy Meets World. I didn't feel the same thing about Topanga that I've been saying. I was talking about Blossom. I think this was from Blossom. But anyway. I think it was. I never watched Blossom. <laughs> Not, not our best work. Our generations are showing. Too long of generational span happening. Maya right Bialik. Was it she in that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Maya Bialik. When you said that, I first I thought you were talking about like a Cialis commercial with the bathtubs, but I just thought it was like Maya Bialik. <laughs> Maya Bialik. Maya. Side effect. You know what I should do for a next career? <laughs> if so, if, you know what my next career is if people just like gang up on me and fire me for the Josh Jacobs thing? I bet the way I read the Fandle ads of the States, I could read all the symptoms on the prescription drug commercials. I could like power through those really quickly. You just read disclaimers for a living. I could just read yeah. all the disclaimers on like the, you know what I mean? Like with the Cialis, with the, the bathtubs, I could just power through that. You'd be good at auctioneer as well. I feel like that's kind of up your alley. <laughs> Did you practice this when you were a kid? Talking? Yeah, all the time. Well, I mean, that's a given. But like hosting, emceeing. Oh, I don't think practiced. I did know all the postal codes. That's been very helpful. <laughs> what? Okay. We need to Don't we just slip that factoid in. <laughs> That's not normal. It was a test in school. <laughs> what do you mean all the postal codes? How many are there? There's 50. hundreds of them. Like, like New York is 50? NY. California. Oh, meant A postal code is a zip code, Hyphus. I thought you meant zip oh. codes. <laughs> There's like there's like thousands of them. Oh, and a, oh no, 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 that's, that's crazy. <laughs> I meant the, the abbreviations. The abbreviations. That is so different. Code in America. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I live in like a small town, and there's like three here. Like, how did you know all of them? New Year's zip code. I was like, Jesus, are you on like the Mensa scale? Like, how smart are you? Think, can you think of a creepier party trick? Like, is there any creepier party trick? Like, where are you from? Like, oh, oh 20445. Santa Monica, California, 94582. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, goodbye, everyone.